Welcome to the dark forest Jackie and her pals will never bore us Shameless confessions about our obsessions Will make us laugh and smile So let's explore the dark forest And dark down for a while Hi, it's Jackie Cation And you are listening to The Dork Forest The website's JackieCation.com DorkForest.com TheDorkForest.com if you like a determiner Let's do the credits. Patrick Brady's going to fix this audio and video. Vilmos works on JackieCation.com. And Mike Rickberg uh, sang the song with his wife, Sarah. He composed it, and he will sing his version of the Mexican hat dance at the end of this show. Thank you so much for listening to The Dorks Forest. Here's a scoop. I'm doing stand-up online. A lot of Zoom shows will eventually go back on the road. Sign up for my email list. It's easy to get off. It's harder to get on than it is to get off. And no harm, no foul, if ever bored. JackieCasia.com. Sign up for the email list. You'll find out about my weekly Zoom shows and stand-up on the road eventually. You may donate to the show if you would like. I would like. Sure, I would. There's PayPal, Jackie at JackieCation.com, and there is a PayPal button on both DorkForest.com and JackieCation.com, and there's Venmo, if you like Venmo, Jackie-Cation, oddly enough. If you have listened to all of the shows, go to DorkForest.Bandcamp.com, I think. The Dork Forest has a Bandcamp page. You can listen to a, but a lot of ones that are free from pre 2000 nine when I started pre-recording and uh, then there's a live episodes that cost me a couple of bucks. So I charge you a couple of bucks. There's also some stand up. There's a story uh, album. That's very exciting there. And um, other than that, I have a lot of merch in my garage. Feel free to order if you know anybody who doesn't have any CDs or the DVD. And uh, you can follow me everywhere at Jackie Cation. Let's get into the show. Hi, Jackie Cation here. Welcome to my uh, hotel room in Austin, Texas. Think about the dork forest now. As we're doing them over Zoom, it can happen anywhere. Where are you, Joyelle Johnson? Welcome back to the program. I'm in the opposite of Austin. I'm in black-ass Atlanta. I mean, Austin <laughs> has been colonized by the, <laughs> the, alt, oh my God. the alt-white comics. <laughs> oh, my God. It is very... Uh, somebody... Somebody... Uh, Somebody said Laura House did a guest set last night, and I'm at the Creek of the Cave this weekend, yeah. and um, she came out because she moved here like six months ago or so in the midst of pandemic, and the MC is this uh, young younger woman comic, and she goes, oh, I'm so happy to see a woman comic moving here. Thank you so much. And Laura was like, is there work? And the owner of the Creek of the Cave was like, yes. Yes, there is. Ah, anyway, yes. Shout so. out to Rebecca Trent holding it <laughs> exactly. down for the women. <laughs> holding it down for the ladies. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is recording. All things are happening. So let's say that we, okay, so when I said, do you want to do the Dork Forest again? You're like, yes. I've never and done it topic. before. Have, have, I've done it before. I thought you did it before. If you haven't done it before, there's another crime against humanity right there. Because uh, we've known each other for low these many years and I've been doing the dark forest. Uh, well, God knows uh, you've, uh, you're have you a dork. Yes, uh, and you yay. have things to dork out about. So, uh, But this one, hilariously, Gone with the Wind? Yeah, man. I, and it's funny because you, you said book or movie. I didn't do the book. I'm the movie. I'm the movie. Oh, you? Okay. All right. I have never read the book. My stepmother 
freaking loved that movie and Ooh. read the book. And I was like, what is it? And it was so long and so dumb. And I and it was just terrible <laughs> life choices valid. made. Valid for and- both the book and the movie. Because here's the thing. I tried to read the book. And Margaret oh, Mitchell, did. bless her heart, she will describe mm-hmm. a field for three pages. And you know, that font was like eight point font with no spaces right. in the middle. And I'm like, girl, you still talking about these trees? <laughs> I couldn't get through the first chapter. Right, right. It's so not as fascinating as she thinks it is. No. Uh, that is unstoppably hilarious. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah, you know how comedians be uh, like, cut the fat, girl, cut the fat out this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is definitely, uh, I have to tell you that what I'm doing, uh, the reason I my, my thing went away is because I wanted to check the volume. And I also wanted to put my audacity screen over my face because I'm sick of looking at my face on Zoom. Oh, it's uh, terrifying, right? It is. It's uh, so very. So talk to me about the, when was the first time you saw the movie God with the Wind? So when I was in sixth grade. 11 um, years old. Yes. <laughs> my teacher, her name was Ms. Kruger. She was obsessed with the movie and she taught a whole week of English class about <laughs> Gone with the Wind. And you know, when a nerd teaches you something about something, it just makes you like excited about it. So she just taught us for a week and she taught that book. I mean, that movie better than probably any other lesson I might've received in school because it's the one that still resonates with me to this day. (laughs) Oh, that is so funny because, um, you grew up in Atlanta, right? Not or- Jersey girl. I'm a Jersey girl. Jersey. Wait yes. a minute. I think I met you in whatever. So new in New Jersey. Yes. You're where in New Jersey? Union, New Jersey. Went to Union High School. Also famously Ray Liotta <laughs> <laughs> attended Union High School. Artie Lang attended Union High School. And Make Howard Stern shot the um, beginning of Private Parts at Union High School. <laughs> Oh, well, very exciting. Uh, I went to college in Madison, Wisconsin, where the movie Back to School, uh, nice. Rodney Dangerfield, was shot. I love facts <laughs> about things. I love silly and, facts. Okay, so you're 11 years old and you're hearing about, and so then a week, she spent a week, and then granted, the movie is like three hours long, oh, is yeah. it not? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's over three hours, runtime. Uh, how many times have you seen it? I mean, what are we talking? Let's be realistic. If I'm being realistic, maybe 18 to 20. Okay, that seems enough. That seems plenty. Do you own yeah. it on the DVD? Do you, did Obviously. you ever own it on the VHS? I own the VHS, the special edition. People have gotten this for me <laughs> as gifts. I have a gigantic Gone with the Wind poster in my <gasps> bathroom and in my living room. Like, I've had people come to my house and be like, um, what? You have two? <laughs> Not more more than that. I've gone with the wind stuff because people give it to me as gifts when they find out. Oh, right, um, right. It's um, like saying that you like unicorns and then all of a sudden everything's people keep unicorns. handing you things. And I don't mind um, it. Send gifts. Send gone with the wind gifts to Joyelle. Right, right, right. Uh, yeah, by the way, it's at Joyelle Nicole, N-I-C-O-L-E, uh, everywhere. And uh, Joyelle Johnson is a great stand-up comic. And you should get her album, Yell Joy. Uh, get it? Anyway, so uh, but Wait, it's available also- at all the stores. I love how you yeah. spelled Nicole, which everyone knows how to spell it, not Joyelle. <laughs> you say, you'll figure it out, geeks. 
Joyelle, J-O-Y-E-L-L-E. <laughs> That's how I would spell it. Nicole, I don't know why. I might I might spend it and uh, spell it nice Olay. Nice Olay. Ooh, nice Olay. Right. N-I-C-E-O-L-E. But that's not how you are spelling, Nicole. You're spelling it N-I-C-O-L-E. That's so funny. There's this girl, Nicole Bitchy. She does a um, blog and she spells it that way. Nice Olay? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I have a a very good friend who spells it Nice Olay. And whenever I talk about her, I say, I refer to her as Nice (laughs) Olay. I love that. (laughs) <laughs> but I call her Nicole to her face because uh, that would be weird. Um, <laughs> the okay, so I've never seen it. Okay, all I know is the is the Carol Burnett sketch. Of course, and and then I know that it was Red Butler and somebody else was yes. in it, and mm-hmm. then uh, and it was the first black woman to get an Academy Award. Yes, come on, facts. those are the. Those are the three facts I know about the, and it was set in the Civil War, but it was not particularly historically accurate. I mean, uh, which movies was, are? <laughs> <laughs> Glory. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What? Schindler's List. Um, <laughs> Schindler's List. Other cheerful tales. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> point break. So um, talk to me. About the movies, how long is it? What's it? What's it? What what draws you to it? I believe it's about three and, three your- hours and twenty five minutes. If I I I haven't checked recently the runtime, <laughs> but as a as an eleven year old, my yes. obsession was with the dresses. So go into my eleven oh. year old brain. These women are running around in gigantic cake like. And my eyes were like, what? We used to dress like that. We don't dress like that anymore. Why don't we dress like that anymore? (laughs) Who has dropped the ball? Yeah, I was so jealous. (laughs) Right. Just think of the amount of fabric was involved. So wait, so so Scarlett O'Hara was wearing giant... I do remember there were hoops. Hoop skirts. And there was herb scoots and then just reams and reams of, of brocade. You got the whole fashion district's just inventory right. in one right, dress. Right. <laughs> exactly. And they were all and, and how many dresses do you think she wears in the in the film? Oh my god. Like a dozen? More than that. Maybe thirty? Okay. Like there's 30 times she's changing because her Because she, she's going from, she starts the movie at 16 years old. And by the end of the okay. movie, she's like, she might be like 30, early 30s by the end of the movie. So oh, we're really? talking the progression of a child into adulthood, of a rich woman uh, becoming poor and then becoming rich again. Like she, so she's going through all of like the poor dress she wears. She wears that for a very long time in the movie be- <laughs> because they didn't have money. So it was like her sweats, <laughs> her sweats, and t- her, her pandemic wear. She had that off for most of the movie. All dirty, had okay. a headscarf on, looking like a slave. It was okay. fantastic. <laughs> what year? What year did this supposedly start? So when, like, when she's 16 in what, like 1850? Uh, yeah, because so, so it's right before the Civil War. Um, I am going to gather it's about 1855, 1856. And this is without, okay. I don't I don't remember. Um, right, right. And, and this is all enthusiasm, you guys. Yes. Feel free to email me, JackieJackieGation.com. Yeah, uh, to yeah let I will me tell know you when I know a fact of- and I will tell you when I'm making a <laughs> hypothesis. <laughs> when you are just living in the moment of mm-hmm. a moment in the movie. So she's 16. Yes. 
in like the maybe the middle 50s of the 1800s. So it's all her sort of being like the belle of the ball. Like, is she just super popular? She is. Do we meet her parents? We meet her parents. Um, Her father is an Irish immigrant. Okay. Who came over with some money. They have a plantation. Her mother is um, kind of like a, a nurse who goes around to people's houses and like delivers babies or make sure people aren't sick. And oh. she also runs the house, you know, and, right. um, and then they have obviously an overseer who oversees the slaves. Oh, she has two younger That's... sisters. Oh, she does. Okay. Yes. There's, there are three kids there are three and, girls uh, and, mm-hmm. uh, and a bunch of slaves. And we got the house um, Negro who is Mammy Hattie played by Hattie McDaniel Right. And then um, Pork is the butler. <laughs> <laughs> a guy named Pork. Okay. Pork is the butler. And then we also have Prissy, who is just, she's like a 13-year-old. Played oh, like by a housemate Fabulous Butterfly McQueen. Yeah, just kind of like a, a PA on a production set. Okay. Just <laughs> go get the coffee, we- Prissy. Now, why why doesn't Pork get any sort of uh, kudos in the in the annals of history? He was not nominated for any sort of Academy. Pork gets all the kudos as a character, especially because it's that whole mentality of the House Negro. Like that's something that you know critical race theory an- analyzes, and they could have left them obviously when the Civil War was over, but they stayed right. with the family. Pork and. Um, and Mammy stayed. And Percy and, and Mammy. Percy, yeah, okay. they stayed with the family the whole time. Right, right. That the sort of but Stockholm syndrome. Exactly. Kind of, kind of this, the yeah, brainwashed into thinking they, yeah, uh, yeah. But also so, at the end of slavery, you know, people don't talk about enough how a lot of the slaves are like, "We're free, but where do we go? We don't right. own land. It's not like I have a savings, right? Yeah, <laughs> He's right. Like, what do I do? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I'm going to still, this is a job and this is a place to lie down indoors. And and, and um, eat. (laughs) Yeah, there's food and shelter here. And uh, yeah, there was no, that was the, that's part of the problem Mm -hmm. uh, is that there was no cash. So, um, okay. So we start the movie. They're super rich. They have all of these, this, this income and all of these people, uh, when do they become, do they become poor with the war? Yes. Yes. Everything okay. is taken from them in the war. So basically Scarlett, like her whole desire in the beginning of the movie is Ashley. Ashley is kind of like, he grew up on, you know, the other plantation. Like the neighbor Oaks. kid. Yes. The neighbor okay. kid. And she's been obsessed with him. And now, you know, she's 16. It's time to get married. Uh, so she's like, I want Ashley. And then it was like, you know, the Wilkes always be marrying their cousins. So Ashley's supposed to marry his cousin, Melanie. <laughs> and is Ashley Clark Gable? At, no, no, no. Rhett Butler's Clark, Clark Gable. Ashley is a oh, man Rhett named Butler. Leslie Howard. Oh, okay. Oh, I've heard of that actor. Yes. Okay. So, so a man uh, named Leslie played a man named Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> And so, uh, so she wants Ashley. She wants Ashley. And, and does she get Ashley? So she's the queen bee. This is why Scarlett is my favorite character. Cause she's an unapologetic bitch forever. <laughs> like she was born that way. You kind of venture to be like, which sign is she? She's like an Aries or a Gemini or something like that. Like she's definitely a fire energy. 
And so she hones in, like, almost obsessively. I mean, it's like stalker how much she right. wants this dude. Oh, my God. And then you meet yeah. his wife, and she's the sweetest thing in the world. Just therapy will do anything for anyone. Everyone loves her. No one has anything bad to say about her. You could fuck her over, and she is going to still be, like, oh. just oozing with sweetness to where you're like, are you phony? But you realize it takes the whole movie for you to be like, no, she really just is that person. She's just a really nice. And, and so Ashley ends up marrying so, his his cousin. His cousin, no? yes. <laughs> and uh, so he does marry his cousin, mm -hmm. and she is a good person. She's a great and, person. And it turns out that Scarlett O'Hara is not. No. And what does Scarlett do when she finds out that Ashley and Melanie are getting married? She <sighs> marries Melanie's little brother, who was already betrothed to <gasps> Ashley's little sister. So she steals him. <laughs> oh, just out of spite. Out of straight up spite. Holy and okay. <laughs> what? And she's so the now real she's housewife. Married. She's the first real housewife. <laughs> of course she is. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. So okay, so she marries the little brother, and and how long are, are they married before it all goes to hell? The war starts immediately. So they have this big barbecue, and it's like kind of everyone's last hurrah before the pandemic happened. Like everyone thinks back to that. I was on the Joko cruise. And oh, we had oh my gosh. a hurrah, you know, yeah, you so this was the last hurrah barbecue of the ladies. I mean, the girls would go to the barbecue and they take naps in the middle of the day. And then the men go do men shit while the girls are taking naps <laughs> because well-behaved ladies take naps at parties. And oh my God. Where did that go? <laughs> uh, that I, You could have the dresses. I would like party maps <laughs> party over naps. here. Party yes, naps. please. And then they, they wake up and um, have the later night, but yes. Yeah, so the war starts immediately and um, her husband dies. <laughs> oh, he just freaking dies. And the first, like the comedy of the movie is they write a letter he died of like like dysentery or something like that. Just uh -oh, something real. Oregon like, Trail. They were like, yeah. while, while he didn't die uh, valiantly in the war, he did die, um, I guess, in a uniform. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> he pooped himself yes, in that uniform. Basically. Okay. And uh, so she's a widow. So now she's like a teenage widow. Okay. Like almost immediately. immediately. So did, do you think that they did it before? Like, is she not a virgin anymore? Does she get to go out and work she the She don't seem like the type that would let <laughs> a, a person touch her, like, if she didn't feel like it. She seemed like she'd be like, whatever, <laughs> get away from me, you know? And Charles was, Charles was real, like, timid. So you could tell she would have been running him. Oh. Um, so he dies. And when we're talking widow looks, you saying dresses. She's giving widow looks. So many times in this, there's like three widow <laughs> looks and they are amazing. Is it just the, the crepe, the black crepe taffeta? Is it all just all in mourning clothes or has she decided? Okay. She's in mourning three different part times in the movie. She's in mourning <laughs> and she, and the, and the, the last wedding, the last widow look is my absolute favorite, but yeah, she's in mourning like three different times in the movie. Oh, does she remarry? Oh yeah, of course. 
Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, she's. Oh, that's right. She is the queen bee. She must, <laughs> of course, get a second fella. Who's her second fella? Her second fella was okay. How do we talk about Frank? So Frank is another, Frank. another, just like whatever dude from where they from. You know, everybody's okay. like you marry the other rich kids, but Frank right, a little right. older than everybody else. So he the old dude at the club that nobody okay. has married yet. So he ain't that cute. But okay. what happens is he goes through the war and starts like an Amazon type business and then gets rich. Oh, right, right. So, he's selling like, he's like panning for gold. He's the guy who has the equipment. Yes. So that's how he makes money. He's and He makes money and he's also doing um, lumber and lumber in Georgia. Like I'm down here now and the trees in Georgia are like so plentiful and that's how right, everything right. was, was built. Okay. So she... Oh my gosh! Well, we fast forward it. We we didn't go through like the burning of Atlanta or oh, right, 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 right. Because that's her poor time, right? So yes. she, was she a poor widow before she meets Frank? Yeah. So what happens is she goes, she gets married, her husband dies. Right. Melanie is her sister in law and married yeah. to Ashley, who's Ash- also at the war. And so they're okay. like, let's go to Atlanta. You know, so they're at Tara. Right. Tara's the big house. And they were like, we're going to go to Atlanta. And okay. Mammy was like, ain't, you ain't got no business going to Atlanta. You just go in there because you're waiting for Ashley to come home from the war. And you're just sitting there waiting like a, like a spider. You're a spider. <laughs> so Mammy's my favorite person because she would always be like. Just called just it. Just tell this biatch about herself all the time. And Scarlett would be like, <sighs> oh, well, whatever. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> It's so funny because Mammy is like, no, you're horrible. And yet I'm still going to hang out. And uh, okay. I have to hang out. So if I have to hang out, out, you're going to hear what I have to say. Like she was the (laughs) first black woman to use her voice, which is funny to me. Oh my God. That's Um, hilarious. So she goes to Atlanta and they're at Aunt Pity Pat's house in Atlanta. So they rich and everything's happening. And that's when um, they attack Atlanta. Okay. And she has to escape. Melanie's pregnant, but she's okay. having a tr- she's having a bad time in the pregnancy. And oh. Scarlett tries to get her to deliver the baby. She tries to go get the doctor. And this scene is so funny because everyone's dying. Like there's, <laughs> it's just pandemonium. Everyone's dying. The doctor's like, I haven't seen my family in days. I'm stitching up soldiers. We don't have any more cl- like chloroform, nothing. And so, uh. Scarlett's like, well, you got to come help me deliver the baby. And he was like, a baby? (laughs) Don't nobody care about the baby? (laughs) You're a woman. Go deliver the baby. What is wrong with you? Right, right. Oh, my. That's so weird. And that's the audacity that she had, that she had the audacity to come get this doctor who is trying to save soldiers' lives to come deliver a baby. (laughs) Right. I don't want to get my hands dirty. If you could come. And he's like. Babies are born all the time. People live or die. Good luck. Yeah. And she's like, she might die. And he was like, look at all these people dying. What are you talking (laughs) about? She might die. Don't nobody care. And (laughs) so the shot they have where all of the dead soldiers are lying out, um, SAG at the time didn't have enough extras for this scene. Okay. So the producer said he wanted like 2,500 extras. And in 1939, SAG only was like, we only have 1,500. I mean, now they got 15 million, but 
at the time, they were like, we only have 1500 So they sent all of their extras to the set. And then Selznick bought a bunch of dummies and just laid them into the far shots. So okay. they could have the, and it's this huge crane shot. That's absolutely beautiful. It starts with Scarlet and then it opens up and you see like bodies just, just laid out. Of mm-hmm. bodies. Wow. Yeah. That's okay. So what happened to her parents? They had to stay. They stayed at Tara. So they're wherever Tara oh, is, like Southern and yo- um, Georgia. And her younger sisters? Yes. Everyone's back and at her- Tara. Okay. So she's just with Melanie. And the, and the baby's coming. She's with Melanie. She's yes. in Atlanta. The baby's coming. Yeah. And uh, it's just and- her, Melanie, and Prissy. Because um, Pity okay. Pat done left. Because once they started bombing Atlanta, she was like, I got to get out of here. I got to go to my summer home. <laughs> I can't take this. She she took her slave. It was like, I'm out. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Do you guys want to, did she offer them to come? or? She said, "Are you is you coming or is you not? Because I'm leaving. Right, right. Yeah, so she left oh just gosh. as they started bombing, just as Sherman started bombing Atlanta. This so reminds me of uh, in North Dakota at Grand Forks, the Red River overflows every year. I was booked there to headline. Uh, they had canceled the Thursday because the flooding was happening. On Friday, um, there I got a call from the 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 front desk at the Westward Ho motel where I was staying that the shows were also at and the Westward Ho front desk said, Hey, we're evacuating. You can stay if you want. If you want. And I was like, if you're leaving, I'm leaving. This one's leaving. <laughs> yeah, we're not. I what don't do you, live what here. Do you want? Who's right? Why would I stay what, at what a are place? You on about? I'm leaving right? too. <laughs> right. Why would you stay? Right? No, I don't don't have that mentality, but I also think we're the type of people that don't have that mentality regardless, because most people don't leave their hometowns, you know, like Union, New Jersey, a lot of my high school friends stayed there and in the vicinity. They are still there. Yeah. Still hanging out in Milwaukee. So, okay. So they stay, Atlanta is being burned to the ground. Atlanta is being, is slowly starting to burn to the ground. And so, um, uh, Pity Pat leaves. Now she's in labor and she's having the worst time in labor. So (laughs) insert Rhett Butler. So Rhett Butler, she met him at this party, right? Okay. That last party that they had years ago, Mm -hmm. she met him there. Mm -hmm. And the way she met him was because he was arguing with the other men about the war because the Southern dudes were like, oh, we're going to win this war. This war is going to be over in two weeks. And he was like, what are y'all talking about? <laughs> You're right. You're fighting uh, the actual army. You're fighting an anyway. army. You guys don't even have an army. You don't have any metal down here. Like, what are you talking? You just have slaves and arrogance. And, right. and so <laughs> he hears, he overhears um, Scarlett confessing to Ashley her love. And he was like, nah, I'm marrying my cousin. And then Rhett comes out. He's like, ooh, that was fun. <laughs> the witness. Uh, and so she smacks him, and that's that. So now okay. we're in Atlanta, and Red Butler is partying with like the head mistress, the, like the whore. She he's at a whorehouse party, and so of course the hookers sure is. and the other people are partying while Atlanta's burning to the ground. <laughs> they just like, look, yeah, we're gonna get sure. these drinks in. If we're gonna die, let's <laughs> let's drink. <laughs> Wow, that is the Joko Cruz. Wait a minute. Exactly. <laughs> yes, and so so Scarlett sends Prissy to go. She's like, go get Rhett. 
And she's like, Rhett, you got to come help us. She's having the baby. It's just us. You know, Scarlet ain't shit. So you got to help. <laughs> and they were laughing like, what are you talking about? So he goes and steals a horse, comes get Scarlet. And takes them through, and we have the burning of Atlanta scene, which is one of the, the most back. expensive scenes in Hollywood history. They started well, okay. at for the time period. They started yeah, shooting yeah. it before they even cast Scarlet. Like that was the first scene they shot. And right. the way they shot the burning of Atlanta was by burning other Hollywood sets that they wanted to get rid of from the lot. So okay. they, they burned the King Kong set. So that's one of the sets that's burning in the background. For the oh, burning that's of cool. Yeah. And so they, they actually kind of used it. So uh, that, so that's super famous scene. They get through all that. Um, right. Clark leaves them to go join the war. <laughs> oh, he finally, he finally goes to, to, wait, does the baby live? Does Melanie have the baby? She has the baby. They take the okay. baby on the road and it's just a <laughs> long ass scene of them trying to get to Tara and getting back to Tara. Mm -hmm. Okay. And when they, so they get to 12 Oaks first, 12 Oaks is where Ashley's Wilkes's family is from. That's burned right. to the ground. <gasps> okay. So she's like, Oh my God. I don't even know. She don't even know if her parents are going to be, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So she, Finally gets to Tara is still standing. She's got Melanie and the baby. Melanie and Prissy the baby with and her? Prissy. The horse okay. died. <laughs> she she whipped the horse the to horse. death. The horse is dead. Oh my God, Scarlet. The she animal runs to the house like, Mom, Dad, I'm home. She's been gone for like years. Like she's been Months? gone for a couple of years. Oh, really? Yeah. And she, Mom and Dad, I'm home. She sees uh, Mammy. She sees Pork. She's hugging her slaves. Everything's great. The slaves just look so sad. And she's like, what? What's wrong? Her mother died the night before. Oh, she missed it by a day. She I missed mean, her just Right. So she's still got her dad and her two sisters. But her dad's, the mother's death turned him idiot is what they said in the, in the show. <laughs> the father done turned idiot. <laughs> Basically starts having like a psychotic break. And so she kind of loses him oh, as well. No. And she has oh, no. to be. So she grows up like in the next two years, she grows up like 20 years. Mm. But also becomes more ruthless, okay. which. <laughs> which is a classic Scarlett O'Hara moment. Yeah. How is that manifested? What do you mean she becomes more ruthless? Oh, because we got to get to the second husband. So. That's right. Frank. Uh, yes, Frank Kennedy. Okay. So, Melanie, we got the babies, it's post-war, everything's starting to come back together, right? Okay. So, they're feeding soldiers who have, are you know, lost money, all this stuff is happening. They find out they got to pay the taxes on Tara. She doesn't have enough money to pay the taxes on Tara. Okay. So, a famous dress... She makes out of the curtains. Well, she makes Mammy make it. <laughs> That's right. She's not making the dress. She's not making the dress. But so she makes a famous dress. Oh, so that she can look fancy. She can look fancy. She That's to, why she made the dress. Yes. Okay. To go to the city to visit Rhett, who's now in jail. He's being, he's a prisoner of war. The Southerners captured him. Okay. And she knows he's rich because she knows he was a war profiteer. So she's like, he got the money because they need they need three hundred dollars. You need a uh, Frank. Is Frank's in jail or Red Butler? Butler. Clark Gable's in jail. Yeah. Oh, 
And he was a war profiteer? Did he's he a war profiteer. Okay. And he he's in this jail. She knows he has the money. She needs $300. So she's like, I have to go ask rent for the money, but I can't go like this. And, you know, she had on her sweats. <laughs> she's like, I can't yeah. go like this. She yanks the curtains off the thing. Her and Mammy get into a fight. Mammy's like, you ain't visiting this white trash in the jail with your mama's curtains. Those are, those are her curtains. She's like, they're my curtains now, bitch. Make me this dress. <laughs> and it's just a fun argument. Yeah, and, that's the greatest argument. Yeah, and then she makes this dress, goes up there, tries to pretend everything's all well and good. And the... Um, the Is Red falling for it? Right. They're they're like equal characters as far as ruthlessness and being just oh, and the being other a side. hunk of junk. Yes, okay. Being terrible people, just honestly <laughs> terrible people. And Rhett, this is a movie about two terrible people yeah. finally falling in love. Yes. And okay. Yes, yes, yes. So he's in the jail. The um, Southern soldiers love him because he's super duper charming because he's a sociopath, essentially. Um, he's <laughs> super charming and he's like gambling with them. And he's like, what do I owe you guys today? And he's like losing money. They have him in a horse jail. It's weird. And so she comes and she tries to dazzle him. But then he looks at her hands and he's, he's like, your hands look like a field hand. What have you been doing with your hands? What? You said everything was good in Tara. And she's like, I need money. And he's like, well, I can't give it to you. So she gets pissed, right? Leaves him at the jail, bumps into Frank Kennedy, sees his store. Frank is betrothed to her little sister and <gasps> hasn't married her yet because he wanted to have money to marry her. Right. This chick swoops in, steals this man from her sister so she can get oh $300 to pay for the taxes for Tara. So she marries him like immediately. Oh no. What is her sister? Where, where are her sisters? Oh, then they're back at Tara. So the next scene is her sister being like, I hate Scarlett and I will hate her until the day I die. <laughs> yes. She is not wrong. Yeah. She's why not wrong couldn't at her all. Little, her, why did her little sister not just get the $300? Uh, it's well, like, it's there's a so many other things you could have done. Be like, what? look, but she, but also her little sister didn't care about Tara. Like she told her, I don't care about Tara. So, oh, okay. you know, and she smacked her in the face. Scarlett be slapping people all the time. Um, she's okay. like, <laughs> freaking what? Eva Gabor or <laughs> Zsa Zsa Gabor? Right. There's somebody be, that's slapping, the hitting. She be slapping uh, people left and right. So she slapped the sister, was like, you better care about Tara. Our parents died for this land pretty much. Okay. Um, so she got the money. So she's married to Frank now. She's married to Frank. Now they got money because she starts going into business mode, Scarlett. And she she's like, the lumber business, let's do this. Let's get the lumber. And they start just building an empire. They got this gigantic house. Um, fixing up Tara. Everything's great, right? So there's they're telling her, they're like, look, Scarlett, you're doing too much for a woman. A woman shouldn't be dealing with business. What are you doing? Oh. And you're going ooh. into like dangerous situations. People are trying to tell her. She's like, whatever. I don't care. Men do it. I can do it. So she gets attacked. <laughs> she gets attacked one day because she's like riding around by herself, you know? Right, right, right. And this is, you know, it's post-war reconstruction. So, you know, shady people are all over the place. So she goes through right, a, a lot of decommissioned soldiers. And yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So she goes through the shanty town, gets attacked. And 
the men get together and they're like, we got to go back to that shanty town and clear it out, but they don't tell the women. So there's this really dramatic scene where all the women are together and they're sweating and Scarlett's like, what, why are y'all acting like this? What's wrong with y'all? And then they had to tell her like, are the men are doing something vigilante tonight and they might get arrested. They also might get killed. So Rhett Butler saves the day because he was like, I was gambling with the soldiers and they said they're going to go arrest your husbands. Where are they? And he goes and saves the day. Bring back Ashley. Ashley got shot. Oh, 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 because Ashley's back from the war they're back from with the war. Melanie. Yes. OK. And he's working for Scarlett because he don't have no other options. Right. And does she still love Ashley? Of course. She's, she's still oh, she still wants. Yeah. And she married okay. to Frank. And- Right, she's married to Frank, he's married to Melanie. Does she try to hit on uh, Ashley all the time? And does Ashley um, He keeps trying to curve her. He keeps trying to be like, girl, (laughs) leave me alone. I'm married. (laughs) So all the men go. I'm so glad I've never seen this movie, and I'm so glad you're telling me about it. I love this. I've never done this before. (laughs) This is so great. So Ashley gets shot, right? And they bring him in and Rhett tries to pretend he's drunk. And he's like, oh, we was at Bell's, that whorehouse they was at before. (laughs) He's like, we was at Bell's, we was drinking all night. And the soldier's like, no, you weren't. You guys were, he shot somebody tonight. I got to arrest him. And Rhett's like, no, don't arrest him. We cool. Everybody's cool. (laughs) So they don't arrest him. And they realize that he's like, he got shot. He wasn't drunk. He got shot. Right, right. So the doctor's with him, that same doctor from before, and he's like, jumps, same doctor. jumps into play, like, da-da-da, and then Scarlett's just, like, laying next to Ashley. Oh, Ashley, my poor <laughs> Ashley. And Rhett's standing there. Right. And he's like, do you want to know what happened to your husband? <gasps> like, Frank's not back, and you, she hasn't right, even right. asked. We're Frank. And About- she, she was just like, oh, did he go to Bell's with you too? And she's like, no, he's dead. He's got shot. Oh, dead. Frank died. Frank died in the <laughs> shantytown bus. She is hard on husbands. So he's in mourning again. So we have another morning look. Oh, my God. That's awesome. Frank comes and proposes to her while she's in mourning. He's like, look, I can't be waiting for you to be in between husbands again. So <laughs> he's like, I'm gonna marry you. And she's like, what? I don't wanna marry you. He was like, girl, we are the same. We need to get married. We need to get this money and we need everybody to right. hate us. Right. So they get married and <gasps> they get gaudy as hell. So that's when they buy that house that has that staircase. Okay. Oh, the big swooping. Mm-hmm. Okay. That All house right. is in Atlanta. Oh. So that's their city okay. house. So they got that city that's, house, that gaudy ass house have, is in, in the city. And then they got Tara still. Tara. Okay. Yes. And so <laughs> she has a baby. Oh, she has Rhett Butler's baby. She has Rhett Butler's baby. Mm-hmm. What kind of baby is it? Is a little it a baby human? Girl. Little baby girl. They have a girl. They have a girl. Child. Okay. Yes. Ashley Aww. and Melanie have their baby who survived from the war. And right. so now they're all just like family people. Everyone's family. Yay. Everyone's rich. Um, right. Because of they're Scarlet. Rich again. And mm-hmm. everyone hates her. Like people be like <laughs> talking shit, walking down the street, see her, be like, ugh. 
But then she'd be like, hey, how you doing? I don't care that you hate me. I have money. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So Rhett starts teaching um, the baby how to ride a horse. Okay. A pony. So she's that rich. She's pony rich. Right. They got ponies. They got ponies for kids. They got pony money. Okay. So mm-hmm. teaches this baby how to ride the by, pony. Mm-hmm. By the way, uh, I can hear uh, the the, uh, the gardener yes. uh, in your yard, and I just want everyone to know we know, we know what's happening. We're still having this conversation, and uh, it's not that bad. You can you can face it. Okay, I'm sorry Keep going. for y'all. So they're pony rich. They are pony <laughs> rich. They still got some mammy and pork. They old. Okay. Um, and Mammy be talking shit to Rhett like, y'all two are scallywags. The two of y'all are the, two most, the worst people. I work for y'all, but y'all are the worst people in the world. <laughs> oh, my God. I love I love that she's just calling it one yes. time after another. And, um, oh and, and uh, Rhett was like, she's the only person whose respect I want. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> and so he buys her this, like, uh, petticoat. It's this red silk petticoat, uh, and she's like wearing it. And so they, they become friends. They become friends. Right, right. Sure, he's very charming. Yeah. And so Scarlet gets pregnant again. You know, they're a tumultuous relationship because they're both sociopaths. So it's like they're fighting all the time. <laughs> they rich as hell. They're going <laughs> back and forth um, through their drama. And then the baby's about. She's like seven or eight. She's a little brat, of course. Mm. And one day, because uh, Scarlett had a miscarriage, so Scarlett gets pregnant again, and she's okay. arguing with Rhett by the stairs, and she goes to hit him, and he he matrixed on her, and she fell down the stairs and has a miscarriage. Oh, oh, Scarlett does. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I while, was like, did, yeah. did they kill the kid? Uh, no, the, they don't ba- kill she's the still kid, alive. The baby's still alive. Okay, um, okay. And, they don't kill the seven-year-old. And they and so um, what happened was I realized my dream for separate bedrooms, because there's a scene when Scarlett is like in her bedroom, everything's pink, and then you walk into his bedroom and that there's a giant picture of her on the wall. And I didn't realize until I was older that they had separate bedrooms. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's yeah. rich people separate bedroom. Yes, the royal suites. Like, yeah, the Right, right. And then where do you go to have the sex? You got to pick. Every night You're is like, like a sleepover, baby. <laughs> do you want to do it in our bed or your bed or my yes. bed? That kind of thing. We're very weird. So she's healing from the miscarriage. They're realizing, you know, like we should be together. Like they keep missing each other. They keep falling in love with each other at different times. Like when one of them's uh-huh. being a jerk, the other one, like Rhett was actually really good to her. He was a really right. good guy. And, but Scarlett just had too many issues. So <laughs> the baby, she teaches the baby how to ride side saddle because, you know, it's not appropriate for sure. a girl to ride regular. Don't be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she's like, I want to teach. I want to show you how I jump. I want to show you how I jump. And Scarlett's like, don't listen to her. Uh, she needs to get <laughs> off that horse. And you can't tell her nothing because she's a little brat. So she goes and jumps and uh, breaks her neck and dies. <laughs> the kid dies. The kid dies. The kid dies. They kill a seven-year-old they, child they, they in this fucking movie. This, this before Game of Thrones. This was before you can't get attached to any character in this story. <laughs> Oh my God! And it, 
I mean, I suppose this is the same time they're making Old Yeller, so why not? Why not why kill Why are we kid? doing it? We're killing kids. Oh. <laughs> Whatever happened to Baby Jane? Oh, um, my God. So. <laughs> insane. Yeah, and it's like, and so at this point, you thought you was crying in the movie. Once the baby girl dies, it's tears for the rest of the movie because the baby dies Clark has this crazy scene where he's like, he's losing his mind because the only thing he cared about was his daughter. He spoiled the shit out of her and he's losing his mind because she's dead. He he killed the horse. (laughs) He shot the horse. Oh my God. (laughs) He's like, I blame this horse. Yes. (laughs) He wouldn't bury her? He wouldn't bury her for days. So Melanie had to come over and convince him. She had to be like, you have to say goodbye to her. And- No. When she did that, she said she was pregnant. He was like, but you're not supposed to get pregnant. So whatever she had, she might have been whatever, like today, preeclampsia or something like that. She got through the first baby, but the doctor said you shouldn't have another baby. She announces she's pregnant. And he was like, but you shouldn't have a baby. And she convinces him. It's exhausting. She's in there for hours. She finally like brings him some tea, convinces him to bury his child. She passes out. Oh no. Oh no, Melanie. Now Melanie's dying. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Melanie's getting. Okay. Melanie's dying. And so they bury, they bury this baby. They bury little blue. Blue Butler, oh. Bonnie Blue Butler. They bury her. Oh my God. And now we got to deal with Melanie dying. And Melanie is dying. And Melanie is like, she's Charlie, the best person she's in the, the best block. person. She's the best person in the whole entire movie. And she tells Scarlett, take care of Ashley for me. Oh, and no. she says that in front of Rhett. And Rhett's already oh. had Scarlett shit. He was like, the only thing we could have had to keep us together was Bonnie. And now she did. Oh, no. I don't even want to deal with you no more. Oh, no. And so Melody's dying. And she's like, he's like, oh, it's perfect for you. Now you can get with Ashley. He goes home, pack his shit. <gasps> she realizes. And Melanie also says, be good to Captain Butler because he loves you. Aw. So those are her sure. dying words. Her dying words oh are take God. care of Ashley, but also take care of your husband and stay in love. Ashley's not the person <laughs> for you. <laughs> so yeah, they get to um they get back to the house. He's packing his stuff. And she's like, Rhett, where, where should I go? What should I do? And he says, Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. That's so that's not even the end of the movie. Is that the end of the movie? That's pretty much the end. She she decides, like, he leaves. He walks off into the fog, and she's like, what am I going to do? And she realizes she just got to go back to Tara and figure it out. So ha- that's how the movie ends. Wait, so Melanie dying is Melanie this dies. big. So the, the, the kid dies, and then Melanie dies, and that's sort of the big thing yeah. where she's told to take care of Ashley and Rhett, and she just goes back with Rhett to see him. She remembers. She was like, I love him. Cause she'd been fighting it this whole time. She'd been fighting it. She's like, I love you, Rhett. I love you. And he was like, I don't care anymore. Cause you, you you are a stressor. (laughs) Right. Right. Cause you were the worst. So do we see Ashley at all again in the movie? Um, yeah. We are. While like, while, while Melanie's dying, he's sobbing. And so that's what she's like. Oh, Ashley. 
oh, you've always loved Melanie. And he's like, duh, bitch. Like, <laughs> my wife, yes. The mother of my child, yes. Yes, like, yes it turns out. I've oh loved her this whole time. So, yeah, she... Yeah. Um, my first cousin? Yes, I've always wanted to get with her just because I want kids with hip dysplasia. I miss- so, but the, oh my gosh. Ooh, bad blood. Just like, <laughs> too close. Uh, wow. Holy smokes. So she goes back to Tara and she's just all sad sack there. And that's how the movie ends? Well, it's kind of like tomorrow is another day. So that's the final line is tomorrow is another day. Oh, which is okay. hopeful because they they didn't want to end it with frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn because it's like that's so hopeless. So oh, they finally so... ended with tomorrow is another day. There we... And so this asshole is going to figure it out tomorrow. This asshole, she's still rich. Mm-hmm. She's going to be oh, fine. She's don't worry about she's her. Kardashian she's, rich. She's like... right, and she's totally. She's one of those people that just bounces back oh, yeah. and is just going to be everyone else. Everyone's going to die around her for the next sixty years. Yeah, yeah. She's yeah. going to run through like six more husbands. Oh yeah, and Elizabeth um, Taylor, right. <laughs> Yeah. What a ter- beautifully shot. Beautifully shot, beautifully shot. Talking about the cinematography, mm-hmm. how much money it cost. It was the third most expensive movie at the time. Uh, ben Hur kind of outspent it for the time period. David O. Selznick like lost his mind. He's the producer when he was shooting okay. it. Um, <laughs> and they had to keep changing directors. They started with this guy, George Cukor, who was an openly gay man at the time. But Clark Gable didn't want to work with him because the T, the T was that Clark Gable used to be like a little hooker when he was trying to get into Hollywood. But like for men, you know how they would be at that little yeah, gas yeah. station. Just getting sure. men. Uh, and he didn't. So he was triggered. <laughs> so having the gay director triggered him and, and he got him fired. And then <gasps> Victor Fleming I came and directed. I love George Cukor. George, yes. George Cukor is one of my favorite directors. I, if I could travel um, back in time, I would want to be at a, ta- a dinner with him. He'd be at my dinner table, like, so he could just spill Hollywood tea. He directed me. my favorite movie, which is Holiday with yes. Gary Grant and Catherine Hepburn. And um, that is one of my favorite movies of all time. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so this is. So I, but I, back with Scarlett O'Hara, yes. right? Yes. Uh, the, she's at Tara. Yes. Is at some point does she say Tara, 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 or is that Tara? that's a different movie? That's a Japanese war movie. Tora, Tora, Tora. I'll be honest, or that might be a Jewish uh, Bible movie. Tora, Tora, Tora. I'm all I'm mixing too many things up. So, but the thing is, is Tara. She's back at Tara. Are the old retainer slave people there still? They go the where she scene? goes. They go where she goes. So, right. So they. So they're in that last scene too. Is that who is she talking to when she says tomorrow's another day? Oh, she's, she's just talking, talking to out to the ether. She's okay. She's talking she's, to the camera. Yeah, fourth she's talking. Wall. Yeah, she's fourth wall. And, right. and it's funny because she one of the reasons her sister hates her. She was like, she stole my husband and she took all our slaves. <laughs> so she, this chick leaves. The slaves go with her. She's like, y'all can't oh have gosh. no slaves. You need to dress and bathe yourselves. I'm bringing the slaves oh my, with me. Oh, my God. I can't stand it. Uh, so they've never made a remake of this movie. They've never done a remake, but they did a sequel. Um, Roger, who played um, uh, Rhett Butler? 
I forget the dude's name who played Rhett Butler, but it was one of those kind of like made for TV Jones. Oh, right, right. And I watched it, but it was, it wasn't, you <laughs> Of know. course you watched it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So is this, so this, here we are, we're at like 50 minutes. We yes. have 10 more minutes. Yes. We don't have to go the full hour. Yes. But is there anything that you have not told me, Joelle Johnson, uh, well, and Joelle uh, Nicole, by the way? Yes, yes. Well, also about the making of the movie. I mean, I'm a nerd about the making of the movie as well because okay. of all yeah, the things yeah. that happened. And like, you know, the NAACP was trying to boycott it because they had some scenes in there that were going to be glorifying the KKK and, and glorifying lynchings. And they had to take those scenes out of there. Um they, you know, Hattie McDaniel, the hotel where they had the Oscars, had a no blacks policy. So she was allowed to come only because she was nominated for an Oscar and they made her sit by the kitchen. And what? she had to read. She read a speech that was written by for the studio, written by the oh, studio they, for her. Oh, she had to clear. They had to clear everything that she said yes. in her acceptance speech. Yeah. And um. So the scenes, what year did this come out? Uh, 1939. 39. So um, they, um, so there were scenes and, and do those scenes exist? Like, did they keep that footage, the KKK stuff and the lynching scene? I haven't seen it. Um, it hasn't made it in any of the special features of <laughs> the DVDs and everything that I've owned over the what years. Are the, what are the special features? There's a feature-length they... documentary. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's, I mean, that's actually interesting, right? Yes. I mean, it talks about the cinematography and the sets. And but also the, the drama Co- with finding the actress, like finding Scarlett, because they started filming before they found Scarlett. He's he saw thousands. He did. They did a nationwide search. And then obviously Vivian Lee is British. So okay. the daughters of the Confederacy were like, who is this British woman? You couldn't find a Southern American girl. That's <laughs> You know, like black people get mad when all the British people right. play Martin Luther yeah, King. Yeah. And this was, they said, who is this British woman? You couldn't right, find right. one Southern belle. Yeah. No, there's no but Southern belle. then they, bells but then they said, they were like, it might have been Catherine Hepburn. So then they were like, all right, better a Brit than a Yankee. Right. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so funny because they, they wanted, was Vivian, Vivian Lee famous at that time? Was she a name she wasn't, attached to it or She no? wasn't necessarily a name, but she was um, a hustler. She got, she came onto the set. She knew David O'Selznick's brother and he brought her onto the set when they were doing the burning of Atlanta. So she kind of hustled herself in there. And also Claudette Colbert was also about to be Scarlet, but she was um, with Charlie Chaplin at the time. And they were like his neighbors. And he he said like, how am I going to do this nationwide search? And then my neighbor's going to be Scarlet. No, no, no. <laughs> well, Claudette Colbert, and Claudette Colbert was with um, Clark Gable in... Uh, well, it happened uh, one night. It happened one night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it happened one night. So they yeah. had a nice Chemistry. connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and that would have been interesting. But Vivian, uh, Vivian Lee did an excellent Swooped job in. playing it, being uh, and uh, nailed it, being the jackass that uh, Scarlett O'Hara was. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> wow. And there's certain people who are uh, nominated twice for Oscars and won two Oscars, uh, and she's one of them. She's one of the two for two people. Um, oh. Okay. Nominated twice, won twice. I think what Kevin, was the other one? Kevin Spacey. The other one for her was Streetcar Named Desire. <clears throat> oh, okay. Yeah. It's uh so so much drama. 
with the directing and with the um, everything was so dramatic. It was that it's such a crazy like, and it was in color, which was kind of a new thing too. Yes, Technicolor, brand right? New, brand new Technicolor. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and then and Victor the, Fleming. Victor Fleming replaced George Cukor, and Victor Fleming had just done The Wizard of Oz, but he was also like oh. a raging asshole. Like they talk the way they talk about him, he gives really cocaine energy, like just very alpha male. <laughs> so of course Clark Gable loved him, and Vivian Lee hated him. So they went from George ah. Cukor being tender and sweet and you know fabulous and gay. Mm-hmm. To this raging, probably alcoholic, just, cokehead, just just <laughs> aggro. Yeah. To yeah. So, uh, did George Cukor shoot any of it? Did, eighteen that they days. Used? He did eighteen days. Victor Fleming did 90, 93 or ninety six days, and then this other guy because Victor Fleming burnt out because he was probably on cocaine and not sleeping. Um, <laughs> and so this other guy, Sam, Sam, somebody did like twenty days. Oh, the last twenty. Yes, yeah, and then. Um, that is interesting. I wonder if Vivian Lee had three different outfits for th- for each of the different directors. Ooh, uh, and, and she worked double the days that Clark worked, but obviously there's no equal pay, so he got paid way more money than she did. Oh, wow. Because they were stars, so there was no day rate. It was just a flat, mm-hmm. above-the-line kind of star thing, but he got more money because he was a bigger star. Yeah, and the studios uh, owned them at that point. Oh, right, right. That's right. So, um, interesting. Would you recommend if one were to want to watch this film? Yes. How, what, what version? Is there a criterion version? Is there? No, here's the thing. I like, I've had dudes try to date me and this one guy was like, I want to watch it with you. And I was like, it's my thing. Like, I don't need people to want to like it with me. I I understand that it is a super (laughs) long, it's an old, it's a period piece. Like who cares about this? So if you're in the period pieces, if you're in the big dresses, if you're into dramatic drama, <laughs> bitch queens. If you are in to big dresses and bitch queens, yes. uh, that's my favorite line. Yes. yes. Watch, Watch this. it by but yourself. But if you're not, yes. don't. <laughs> Do not no. torture yourselves. Don't sweat it. It's, I know, I've, I've tried to actually get Andy Ashcraft to watch Midnight Run mm-hmm. three different times. And uh, literally, he's like, this movie just makes me want to make out with you. Oh. So we end up, we end up, he's never seen it. Oh, I every love time that. I've put it in, he's just like, want to go make out? Netflix and, uh, and show. So, <laughs> we uh it was me dvd at his apartment uh because he picked the first movie and then i picked the second movie and i was like wait why are we making this is such a funny great movie and he's like or do you want to make out and i was like mm, obviously we can well, i obviously want to make out um big fan yeah Big fan, big fan yeah, of the yeah, uh, with of the, the wind is not an aphrodisiac. So, <laughs> I mean, there are hot <laughs> moments, but the beginning ain't it? Right, right. None of it seems. It all seems to be you. You want to watch it, kind of, for the dresses and the cinematography, and if you want to celebrate two giant assholes falling in love with each oh. other and then out and then explosions. Uh, watch it as a mini series. Do yourself a favor and break it up into chunks. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think. I think they did back in the seventies. They showed it over a series of evenings oh, yeah. on TV when they broke it up like that. Yeah. It was because uh, I remember Nancy Cation was like, "Oh, I I saw this in the theater," but um, because occasion. Wait, they did they re-release it? Do you know if they re-released it in the theaters ever? 
Um, yeah, they've uh, done after re-releases. Of, yeah, they've done re-releases in the theaters. They did like this big VHS, and then they did this dramatic four disc DVD that you know because it can never be on one thing. It was always on two VHSs, two long. DVDs. Yeah, yeah. So they did like a four disc release, and I was so excited. I still have that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I still have DVDs. to say. <laughs> I think that Nancy, because Nancy Cation was not alive in 1939. Right. So she must have seen it as a sort of a a revival kind of thing in the 50s or Mm -hmm. 60s when she was in her teens, because she saw it in the theater, I think, my stepmother, uh-huh. and uh, and loved it so much and tried to get my sister and I to watch it. And we were like, not, not happening. Not. Uh, no, <laughs> these are, these are, I've never been a fan. I've never been able to sit through terrible life choices. Oh, and, these are, and I love terrible life choices. <laughs> I also like watching white women struggle. And there's a lot of white women struggle in this. <laughs> Uh, Joel Johnson, thank you so much for doing the dark voice. I can't believe you haven't been on before. Everyone, find uh, Joel Johnson. Uh, give her stand-up comedy work uh, or whatever she's looking for because uh, she is uh, a damn great uh, uh, stand-up comic. Has an has an album out called Yell Joy, and you were just I think on Fallon, right? Yes, Cinco de Mayo. So, I did Fallon, yeah. So so look up some clips if you want to see some clips and at. Joyelle Nicole on everything yes. across the board. Yes. Okay. Twitter, Instagram, all the things. And uh, thank you so much for doing the show. Thank you for having me. I love you the best. Oh, and Rangers, you know the rules out there. Take care of each other. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh, my God. We, why don't we just call that as the end of the show?